0: For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Power Punch. Get charged up on the truth. Now, Power Punch with Larry Barons on News Talk STL.
1: Welcome to another edition of Power Punch. We are unapologetic, unhindered, and Unable to unsubscribe from the Green New Deal. Yeah, it's tough, okay? It's tough. I've had a week, everybody. Just settle it down. We're going to get through this together. And when I say we, I mean you will hopefully listen and I will try to keep my head from falling out of my skull. It has been that kind of week in this world that we occupy. And I'm sure that you're in the same position, ladies and gentlemen. It has been just trying to see what is going to happen with elections, with the border, with Joe Biden attacking everything that is good and wholesome in the world. But you know what? Let's take a pause. Let's take a little pause on this show just for the for the next hour with me. And let's delve into the good news of some things. Just some, some understandings. You know, and, and I, I don't want to call it bad news. Let's call it warnings. Warnings of what's gonna happen. And and we're gonna end on just hopefully some good news today. Let me, let me walk you through it. You know, there was a big decision this week from uh, Joe Biden out of the White House where he continued to attack American energy. We're going to get into that pretty quick. And then we're going to get into some things, oh my goodness, out of Davos. And I thought that the craziness would come to a stop after all those UN weirdos were done meeting in Dubai into the fall. How stupid was I? Oh my goodness. The the I'm telling you, it's like they have a secret competition for the list of crazy and trying to figure out who is just the worst. And and I got to say Davos uh, is so far out of the gate 2020 champion. So we're going to get into some of the things that they want to do uh, to you and me and to every law abiding citizen on the face of planet. Eh, It's not going to be good. But what will be good is this week I got my hands Got my grimy, dirty little hands, my little political operative claws on a brand new poll. It's, it's a poll that Joe Biden definitely does not want you to see. Numbers that you don't want to miss out on because Uncle Joe is not happy with it. And I'll give you a little tease, a little, a little heads up as to what's coming with it. It is a, a key constituency that voted for Joe Biden in 2020. But Joe Biden's about to find out that this is not 2020. It is absolutely insane. First, we're gonna get into a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And you know what? We're gonna start with energy and the border. What? I hear you. You're like, Larry, what does that have to do with anything? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it has to do with everything. Well, you know, first of all, let's get into this. You know the border's a mess. I know the border's a mess. Uh, the White House knows the border's a mess, but they, they are just going to deflect, deflect, deflect. In fact, it is, you know, it's almost a tenet of leftism. And and I, I, I'm trying to have forgiveness in my heart for leftists. But it, oh my goodness, they make it so hard. Because you have to know that they know that the things that they're pushing, it's not inconvenient for our families. It's not annoying for our families. It is a complete disruptor to our families. It has caused people to, yes, suffer. It has caused people to question how they're going to get by when just four years ago they were getting by great. And it is upended livelihoods left and right. And, and everyone on the crazy left knows that. They know that what they are doing is inflicting pain and they don't care. And that's the hardest part about it. And not only do they, they care, they are going to continue to do it because that is their position. I mean, it, it seems to me, I don't want to, you know, pretend that the good old days were always good, as Billy Joel would say. But it seems to me that if you, there were, there were some sacred areas that if you got caught as a politician messing around with, that your political career was over. I'm talking about aiding enemies. I'm talking about funneling money to your family. These things used to be career enders. But not only, thank you, Bill Clinton, do we have politicians now that just endure it under the scrutiny and just think, ah, the American people are dumb. They'll forget after a couple of weeks and we'll be fine. But now we have not only that politician, but their lapdog media and supporters questioning why you're even upset that they are doing these terrible actions and these actions are causing pain and there's no way around it and the border is absolutely one of those we know the border is an issue that makes it deadly for americans makes it deadly for those trying to cross and the left doesn't care so Here's what's going on this week. Let's get to the latest addition to obfuscating, courtesy of John Kirby. And this is, uh, (laughs) to her credit, Martha McCollum asked him a good question, and he really didn't have a response. John, do we have a border? Do we have a southern border? Do we have a what? Do we have
0: a southern border? Yes, ma'am. Of course we do. Then how come people can flow across it every single day? Hundreds and thousands
1: of people over the course, 300,000 people in December.
0: We're working very hard to try to fix that, Martha. That's why we need congressional action. That's why the president asked for additional funding, more than, you know, $6 billion in the supplemental to try to get border yeah. security enhanced. I mean, I think we, I, you and I are obviously not going to see uh, the, the policy solutions the same way. And I respect that. Well, I'm just that. looking for but results. Idea, I'm saying if, idea, if you're concerned
1: about the number of people the, crossing, you're not getting results. The idea so at some point you have to say, we got to do something different.
0: Now, the idea that we haven't looked at this and tried to work on this and trying to work in, in concert with, with Congress is just not true. We are. This is a complicated issue and it's going to require a real team approach, not just from the executive branch, but from the legislative
1: branch as well. So we're all we're aware of what happening is happening in Texas. Right. And the stand up there and thank goodness and hats off to Missouri Governor Mike Parsons for joining in and standing with Texas as it tries to protect its border. I mean, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has just called it what it is, an invasion. And fighting the Biden administration with one hand, and sometimes the Supreme Court with the other, it is a, a, not an easy proposition. So I teased it. Let's deliver, Larry. You got it. I'm going to start reading this story and you're going to wonder, what does this have to do with the border? We'll bring it all together because I think, and I may be the only tinfoil hat in the room that believes this, but I think Joe Biden doesn't do, or at least the people running the show in the White House don't do anything in a vacuum. They know exactly what they're doing here, and their decision right here two birds with one stone baby. Let's get into it. The White House. This was uh, popped, I think on Friday, the White House is halting the permitting process for several proposed liquefied natural gas export terminal projects over, according to the White House, their impacts on climate change. Now, it's an unprecedented move that environmentalists wanted in recent months. And so for those, you know, let me just try to translate into English the best I can. It is a situation where you have these projects where we export our liquid natural gas. And Joe Biden, uh, bless his dopey heart, has for last two plus years now tried to get all the money he can to Ukraine, billions upon billions upon billions to Ukraine. But now he wants to stop liquid natural gas from going to Europe. American liquid natural gas, the natural gas that we mine here that keeps homes warm in Europe so that Vladimir Putin doesn't have as much power as he used to with Russian gas. Joe Biden wants to curb that. And that is what is insane. So on one hand, you're thinking, well, Joey, why would you, after demanding billions of dollars from our great-grandchildren through tax dollars to send to Ukraine, then not send gas? At least they pay us for that. Why are we okay sending the missiles, but not our liquid natural gas? Well, you know, part of the reason, and I'm going to maybe get into the other reason here. Part of the reason is that his eco-left friends have such a crazy stranglehold on the White House that Joe Biden can't do anything but what they tell him to do, right? Everything that they do is all in the name of climate, no matter how beneficial, no matter how many jobs, no matter how many lives are disrupted. Again, it's that leftist causing pain and they don't care. They will sit there and watch you hurt. And so they cancel these massive projects, not dissimilar to what he did three years ago this week in canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. How'd that work out again? Oh yeah, record gas prices. So we have a frigid winter. Most of us, myself included, survived that in our houses that were warm thanks to natural gas. And so Joe Biden has said, "Nah, no, we don't, we don't need to be sending that as much to the world. We're going to cancel these projects. And it turns out, I'm not, I'm, you're going to think I'm making it up. Google it if you doubt the claim. He decided to do this after like a 20-something TikTok star went to the White House, and he had formed a, his whole little channel on getting Joe Biden to cancel this. And so Joe Biden does it. We are not serious people. At least not in Washington, they're not. You have a 25-year-old who flies on fossil fuels, goes to the White House to tell him to cancel these. You have to cancel this, Joe. And then Joe does it. And then what other reason could Joe have? Joe has the reason of... Oh my gosh, it's an election year and I am desperate for that filthy lucre. Give me those campaign dollars. Uncle Joe's been paying you for three years. Big guy needs his 10% back. He's got to run all those ads to tell everyone the MAGA Republicans are evil and Donald Trump's evil and he needs money to do it and all that money's going to come from his green friends. No, I'm not talking about the ones from Roswell. I'm talking about... Bill Gates, I'm talking about Michael Bloomberg, I'm talking about Al Gore, and all these other crazy environmentalists. I mean, John, John Kerry quit his job, is it so he can cut Joe Biden more checks, or at least checks in the open now, as opposed to the ones in the back door? I don't know. I don't know what the big guy's going to get. But Larry, what does this have to do with the border? You start talking about the border, here it is. And here's a question that no one is asking, that they really should be asking. If you look at the top states that produce natural gas in the United States, the top producing states, who is number one? Who produces over a quarter of all the natural gas in the United States? And this is going to get nuanced, so bear with me for a bit. The state is Texas. And you would think, well, Larry, can't Joe Biden just cancel things in Texas like he's done everywhere else? No, because Texas was wise and decided, you know what? We don't need to call so much of our land, federal land. In fact, the federal government owns less than 1% of the land in Texas. So Joe Biden has no say over those oil and gas wells in Texas. So what does he do? He cuts off the infrastructure for the product. Now, isn't that handy? Just as Texas decides to stand up to Joe Biden at the border. There's a standoff. Joe Biden knows he's going to lose. Well, here's this handy little project we can cancel. And, and and it's lo and behold, it's going to impact you by billions, Texas. You're going to start losing some money. We're not going to need your natural gas anymore because I've canceled these projects. Joe Biden. question needs to be asked. Is Joe Biden going after American energy to get back at Texas for their stand on the border. And even if he's not, ladies and gentlemen, let me put this bug in your head. He is hurting you. If your home is heated by natural gas, Joe Biden is taking natural gas off the market. It will drive up the price. And just like they did with Keystone, they'll say, oh, it wouldn't have been done by now. It's not my fault. And we're going to blame Putin. No, 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 when the prices go up, it will be Joe Biden's fault. We're not even out of this winter yet. Wait till next winter, but he doesn't care. He thinks he's gonna be what? Either in a second term where you can't touch him or he's gonna be out of office. Either way, his buddies are gonna be happy because he has given in once again to the crazy green agenda and stuck it to the state who is standing up to him and highlighting what may be the biggest failure of his presidency. And that's, let me tell you, that's a horse race for trying to figure out which is the biggest failure in the Joe Biden presidency. But the border has to absolutely be up there. Oh, State, you wanna stand up for it? What's your number one energy project? Maybe not no more. Sure, it's gonna put people out of work. Sure, it's gonna cost millions of Americans more but it's all worth it because my friends pushing my agenda will always take care of me. And I have a lapdog media that will tell you how great I am. Woo! What a way to start 2024, is it not? We'll tell you what, boys and girls, we're not done yet. We got a whole lot more to discuss, including I told you about today's crazy ideas. Let's talk about tomorrow's crazy ideas coming out of Davos. You're listening to Power Punch. Stick with us. I know it's
0: done for me. Get more Power Punch at newstalkstl.com. This is Power Punch with Larry Barrons. For podcast articles and more, find us on newstalkstl.com. Get charged up on the truth. Now, Power Punch with Larry Barons on News Talk STL.
1: Welcome back to Power Punch, Larry Barons here with you. So glad you have decided to stick with us and join us as we go through this crazy journey down the trial subscription of the green agenda that we've been on for the past three years. Oh my goodness, I hope there's an exit ramp soon. Hopefully in November. Oh my goodness! It's uh it's been a bumpy road, ladies and gentlemen. And these, you know, was it flaxseed oiled cars? Just don't cut it. They really don't. Uh, daddy needs the F one fifty back. Turn on the heater. Just do. Just uh, I I need I need I need things like they were. And I I feel like when I say that it's not because I'm an old guy, but because when I say things as like they were, I'm talking about like just four years ago. Can we go back to that? Ah. Uh, Alas, but there are some crazy people who are looking at how things should be four years from now. And oh my goodness, it, uh, well, let, let's just listen for yourself how bad it's going to be. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of
0: coffee. So, we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we
1: are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture. And, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. Oh my gosh. How many of you out there? If you hear that when they're coming after your 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 coffee because of its carbon footprint, I mean, you you didn't think you needed to really raise your cackles when they said, "Oh, can't have the meat," your carbon footprint. Oh look, I'm I'm trying to book a flight. It, it tells me what the carbon emissions should be. Should I pay to offset it? Oh look, I'm trying to rent a car. It tells me what the carbon emissions should be. Oh look, I'm using that map app on my phone. It tells me the way that is 45 years slower, but it's better for the environment. You're on the fastest route. This is it, it's it's creep, it's creep into every part of your life, and sadly they're not going to stop with the coffee. It's going to absolutely get worse. This was out of Davos. I told you it's coming, and here it is. This was out of Davos. I think the the meeting ended last week, week before. I didn't get the invite once again, but I tell you what. I will say this before we launch into the craziest ideas to come out of Davos. There were, I think, I, I I can't pronounce his name, and please forgive me, the Argentinian president and a couple of other conservative folks that made it to Davos and to their face told them how crazy they are. And you just want to, I, I don't I, I just want to stand up and applaud for that. You know, thank you so much for just piercing their reality distorted bubble. The you'll own nothing and you'll like it, folks. And he just got... Into their Oh, I just loved it so much. And I, and I should have had a better recording or a recording of it. But I tell you what, homeboy ain't giving up his coffee. I'll tell you that right now. But secondly, and before we launch into these, you need some context here. Your Secretary of State and mine, Anthony Blinken, went to this conference, spoke to this conference. And by that admission, probably agrees with all the people at the World Economic Forum Conference in Davos. By the way, why is it always Switzerland or some elitist? It's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's almost like just imagine for a moment if every James Bond villain was real and they're not going to hatch their evil plans in a secret lair, but instead, hey, you know what? We're going to Switzerland. We're going to, we're going to broadcast them to the entire globe. Well, that, <laughs> now you have a small idea of the messages that came out of the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos. It's, it's the global elites, and make no mistake, they want to upend life as you know it. And here's the sad thing, they're not even trying to hide it. They're out in the open with it right now. So that annual meeting, as you know, it's, it's just, it's become a platform for the glitterati to showcase their utopian visions of the future oh it'll be great oh look we're all riding unicorns so let's take a look at some of their their recent proposals to see if uh if this is something that uh you know fits your lifestyle first here's one that's coming and uh you're not going to want to hear it but you need to know about it because as i mentioned When you click on to buy that airline ticket, you click on to rent that car, you click on anything where it starts telling you, this is the carbon footprint of what you're going to do. That's by design. Because back in 2022, the president of Alibaba, it's a Chinese electronic conglomerate. Yeah. So he celebrated that they have harnessed technology to measure carbon footprints. I'm going to quote him directly. He says, we're developing Through technology and ability for consumers to measure their whole carbon footprint. And he jumped up and celebrated. And the glitterati cheered. (sighs) What do you think they're going to do when they start tracking your government footprint? What do you think is the, the, the future of that opportunity? And I'm not even just talking about taxing. I'm talking about what they can and can't control. Oh, Larry, you're crazy. You're so crazy. What are you going to tell us next? That they'd they'd make you stay in your house and lock your kids out of school? Yeah, totally crazy, right? It gets worse. This year at the conference, uh, it took place. Keep in mind, well, most of us were gripped in an Arctic blast. Was it my uh, windshield said minus 20? Yeah, I'm super chill. I don't apologize for it. Attendees at Davos called for, and again, I have to preface it, Joe Biden's administration was there where they were talking about this. They called for a global carbon tax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A global carbon tax. So not just a tax when you... Get on that airplane. Or a tax when you rent that car, although that could be where they bring it in. A global tax. What a sweet deal. I mean, it's almost like they don't think that when we call them globalists, that it's an insult. They're like, yeah, we are globalists. You know what we love? We love global taxes. And and, and I can't think of, and, and feel free to email me, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't think of a global tax we have right now. But could you imagine a world where you have your global tracker, and the next thing you know, Uncle Klaus wants his carbon tax. And here's what's crazy is, there were, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. You're gonna think I'm joking, but I'm not joking. There were some billionaires that signed a letter to the attendees at Davos. And I'm not going to read you the letter, but I'll just give you the synopsis. And it reads like this. Please tax us more. We want to be taxed more. We understand that we're, you know, making money. And, and we just feel like we we could just give some more. Literally, they sent a letter to them. And, and they felt so strongly in their convictions. The courage that they displayed, willing to put their money where their mouth is. That they signed the letter anonymously. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> they would not sign their names to it. And so there are anonymous billionaires who are willing to pay more, which I want I, which I'm sure they know. And again, I, I, I'm not a, a tax uh, expert, but I play one on the radio. Here's the thing. If you want to pay more in taxes, The government has a way for you to do it. I think the IRS even has a website you can go to and you can overpay just to help pay down the debt or whatever little crazy idea you want. You can overpay for that. But you would think after these globalists and the Biden administration were the ones that ushered in inflation that we hadn't seen in more than a generation, they would run away from a conference where they celebrate a global tax. (laughs) <laughs> you're so dumb. Think again. Just when you think... I mean, lower that bar as close as you can get it. Joe Biden still finds a way to slither underneath. That's not, uh, sadly, <sighs> that's not the end. So, if I would say there was one group of people at the convention at Davos that they really, 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 super duper really came after, it was some of the best people on earth are farmers. Do you understand how they're, and and not just coffee guy trying to tell you your coffee is too bad for the carbon footprint. Now the food you eat and the land you own is not good enough for them. So they took aim at farmers and the best people on the planet, really? Farmers and ranchers? And don't get me wrong, a lot of great people on the planet. But up there, Paul Harvey was right. God gave us farmers. They're the backbone of our lives. But you hear these folks in Davos, and they start using buzzwords like uh, they'll say small scale or regenerative agriculture. And you think, oh, sounds so bad. Does it? But what they're really doing is they are getting ready to tell our farmers how to do their job. Because they know better about how to use the land than you. Remember, one of the 10 commandments of the green religion is, it doesn't matter if it causes suffering as long as we make money. And that's where it is. And this is where our, our government here in the United States got directly involved. Aren't you so grateful? U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, he endorsed the use of artificial intelligence and yes, climate models to make, and I'm putting those air quotes right now, to make recommendations about how farmers should manage their land, underestimating the expertise of those with firsthand experience. So it's it's just baffling to me how these climate warriors declare themselves as experts on land management. These are, gather around kids, These are the same guys that couldn't find cocaine in the White House. These are the same guys who lost the Secretary of Defense. But yet they're going to go to a third, fourth, fifth, tenth, eighth generation farmer and say, we have an iPad. We know how to do this better than you. Do you think that their goal and our goal is the same? Of course it's not. Because here is the one that'll just, it'll just chap you. You ready for it, Chappy? Here it comes. Perhaps the most alarming climate position, alarming pos- proposition, position, sure, I'll read the words good, from Davos is the idea of creating a new international crime. Say it with me. This is a word you will hear again in the next four years and you're gonna be like, oh, that crazy guy on the radio was saying that. The word is ecocide. They will. You notice it rhymes with genocide? Ecocide, genocide. It's all the same to these guys. So they are going to be in power. And they're going to be managing the lands with their AI. And you'll have your carbon tracker strapped to your forehead, probably. And they're going to have a new crime called ecocide. Well, they will call you to international tribunals if you break it. Now, what constitutes ecocide? Ecocide no! Is it? Is it uh, if I fertilize my lawn, is that ecocide? If I if I I don't know, take the the kids more than an hour away to gas power a car, is that ecocide? If I don't pay my carbon tax, is that ecocide? If I rent out an Airbnb and Hunter Biden stays there, is that? Oh no, that's I'm sorry, that's a whole other set of problems. They will decide what is or isn't ecocide, and they wanna make it criminal. I'm telling you, the crazy ideas you heard this week at Davos are tomorrow's sad reality. They'll find some unsuspecting little country state in the middle of nowhere, or some wild little European area where the crazies have taken over even more than they have now, and they'll start the movement of this creep that will get into every part of our lives. And next thing you know, those things that were suggestions, maybe will suggest a better way for you to go on your map app to get to where you need to be. Those things that were suggestions will then turn into taxes, will then turn into requirements, will then turn into maybe criminal punishment. Now, I would feel scared saying that, but you all lived through COVID with me. You know what they're capable of. And what they're going to do. (gasps) Alas, I have good news. That's right, on the back end of this, some good news about all of this coming your way. I have in my hot hand, well, first of all, Joe Biden's EV thing is failing, but right here, oh, it's thick. It doesn't even sound like a lot, but it's a ton. It's a poll, and it shows what people in a curia think about what Joe Biden is doing. Spoiler, they ain't happy. We're gonna get into that next, right here on Power Punch.
0: And more Power Punch at NewstalkSTL.com. This is Power Punch with Larry Behrens on Newstalk STL. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Get charged up on the truth. Now, Power Punch with Larry Behrens on News Talk STL. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome back to Power Punch. Last segment of the week. How did that happen? Oh, that's right. We started talking about all the crazy things do doing. <laughs> it took up all the time. And you and I both know an hour doesn't just cover it. Uh, It it takes a whole lot more. Hey, if you want to discuss anything with me during the week, feel free to shoot me an email. That email address is Larry at PowerTheFuture.com. If you want to hit me up on the Twitters, it's uh, at Larry barons. And if you want to find me on TikTok, you won't, because TikTok is a communist grabbing information machine. Okay, got that out of me. I told you, I promised you some good news and and here it is. And I'm going to preface, uh, preface, as it were, the the caveat here. This is a poll that uh, the organization I'm proud to work for, Power of the Future, did in New Mexico. Now, hold on. Don't turn away. Don't turn away. You're like, ah, New Mexico, who cares? Let me me talk to you a little bit about my former home state. Now, I moved here to Missouri, away from New Mexico, to get away because it is a blue state heck hole there. And when I say blue state, I mean... Ultra blue. Super majorities of D's. And, I mean, just think of California, but with less people. And maybe less of Gavin Newsom's hair gel. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's visited or not. The point is, it is... Think of the bluest state you can think of, and then take it a couple notches, and that is New Mexico. And and so, as we look through this, I want you to know two key factors about New Mexico. One, uh, it's blue. Two... It has per capita the highest percentage of Hispanic residents of any state in the nation, more than Texas, more than California. Why well, I don't I has anyone checked the numbers today across the border? Okay, yes, yeah, still more than Texas, more than California. Is is in New Mexico. And the Hispanic vote is a key reason that Joe Biden got votes in 2020. How many we got? Okay, a key. Uh, wait, did the pipe burst in an accounting? I don't know, anyway. But I want to get to this because let me just give you some points here that I thought were quite fascinating. And now here's where it gets interesting for you. So Joe Biden in 2020 won New Mexico by 10 points. He won 54 to 44 over Donald Trump. And you think, wow, that's a pretty big win, right? And that's sizable and, and is a blue state like this even on the mark again. Well, as you know, Joe Biden is underwater. I think his approval is in maybe the high 30s. So again, blue state, New Mexico, his approval rating is only 41%. So he has gone from winning with what, 54%? To down to 41. That's a 13 point swing. His disapproval is now 57%. And again, this is a state where Democrats out, are outregistered of Republicans by almost three to one, more than two to one. Joe Biden is underwater here. And the nation's most Hispanic state, Joe Biden won Hispanics by 23 points in 2020. He is now underwater by 27 points in the nation's most Hispanic state among Hispanics. It is absolutely fantastic news that more and more people are waking up to the historic failure that is Joe Biden. See, I told you, I told you there would be some good news for you here. And and it, it is insane how much they... Support among Hispanic voters has eroded for Joe Biden. And what are the biggest issues? Well, I'll tell you, because this is another reason. Um, One of them, I'll just be up front, one of them's the Second Amendment. The the Hispanic population in New Mexico doesn't like attacks on the Second Amendment. Now, you may recall, it was just last fall that the governor there made national headlines for... (laughs) I, I can't say it without laughing. She had, one of the reasons I moved here was because she used public health order of public health order to do everything to us to rule like a tyrant. And she used, yes, a public health order to say you cannot have guns in this city because of wink the crime. She didn't close the border. She didn't put more police. She didn't pay our officers more. No, she used a COVID related public health order to outlaw guns. Now, she was widely panned for it. It lost in court, thank goodness, because we have a Second Amendment. But that's exactly what she did. And most of the people in New Mexico didn't support that, but particularly Hispanics, to the tune of 67%, disagreed with the governor's decision to take guns. So how do you think they feel about Joe Biden? Why isn't Joe Biden talking about gun control a whole lot? Oh, that's right. Because a key part of his constituency doesn't like it the biggest issues that people care about here's what joe biden will tell you it's abortion here's what the people are saying number one issue the economy inflation cost of living possible recession number two issue close number two crime Where, what, what do you mean crime we're talking about illegal immigration by and large, those are the two issues. And nothing highlights Joe Biden's failure more than those two issues. If people care about those two issues going into November, Joe Biden loses. That's why you, it, it, he's, he's caught between you know a dumb place and an idiotic place when it talks about his special interest groups. He has to deny reality. And if you don't join along on the bandwagon of denial that is his administration, he loses. That's why you have John Kirby saying, oh yeah, the border, yeah, we're, we're totally getting on it. His crazy special interests won't let him fix the border in the way that everybody knows it should be fixed, including Hispanic Americans. Oh yeah, we're coming after your gas stoves and all this. His environmental special interests, they know that you paid more for gas than you ever had in your life. They know that you paid more for everything that you ever had in your life. And they will not let Joe Biden do the common sense answers. It's almost like the fire's burning and we're all looking at the bumbly old man standing next to the break this glass in case of emergency fire extinguisher. And he won't break it because he's got, I don't know, I can't stretch the analogy. He's got someone telling him not to do it, his special interests. And yet we're stuck with it. No surprise here. Uh, Nearly three-fourths of the people uh, rate the state's economy as only fair to poor. And I think that coincides with the national economy. Now, here's where it gets really fun for Joe Biden. So you may recall that Joe Biden has brought through an EV mandate. And I'm gonna get weedy for a second to tell you how he does it so that you can just get, get a little glimpse of how Joe Biden is flipping these switches to try to get the Green New Deal as the law of the land without ever having it go through Congress. So he looks at the Environmental Protection Agency and the Department of Transportation, and he says, you know what? Those agencies are in charge of the emissions that come out of tailpipes. Yes, yes, but they're not allowed to cancel any type of certain engine. They don't have the legal authority to do that. He goes. Yeah, I know. But what if uh, what if uh, we just say the only acceptable vehicle is a vehicle that has no emission out of their tailpipe? Well, that would mean (gasps) that would mean everybody would have to buy EVs. Well, uh, how do we do that? We just have to make a rule. We just have to have a stroke of the pen and just say that we're going to do that. And that's exactly what Joe Biden has done. I forget the year because it's always like 5, 10, 20 years in the future. He's like, by year 20, 30, blah, blah, blah. Most vehicles will be like this because if he gives you a choice, you may not choose what Uncle Joe wants. Well, it turns out most people ain't digging it. In fact, to the tune of 58%. So 59% didn't mean to, to dish you there. One percentage point. 59% oppose EV mandates. Now you may say, Larry, that's just in New Mexico. It's not a representation. This is a blue state. These are people that voted for Joe Biden in huge numbers by over 10 points. He had, he won this state by double digits. And now he is losing by double digits because of stance on guns, terrible job at the economy and his embrace of the green agenda. That is where we are right now. Yeah, 24 points underwater on EV. There are, and I, and I want to meet them, 35% of people who love being told what car to drive. And the reason they don't love it is because they know what you and I know. They know that it's going to cost more. 72% say it's going to cost more. Only 23% say it's not. That's a 50 point sweet. That's unheard of. In politics, just, this is one where you got to take my word for it. As a guy who looks at polls in the political operative world, if you have something that is a 50-point winner, then that's pretty clear. That's, that's, let's just say it's outside the margin of error. Let's just say that. And so this is when you start seeing, yeah, 60%. Just simply say, I don't want to buy an electric car. And that is the solution and the problem. The solution is such that you have to find those friends as we get closer. And you have to say, do you want someone to tell you what kind of gas stove to buy? What kind of refrigerator to buy? What kind of furnace to buy? What kind of car to buy? Or do you want to have the opportunity to do that for yourself? Maybe think about who you vote for because there is a class of people that not only do they want to decide what car to buy, but maybe if you fertilize your lawn in the future, that'll be called Ecoside? Run them up. uh, 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 We should make a jail scene. Hey, man, what are you in for? Oh, killed 45 people. Oh, well, what are you? uh, But I'm getting paroled in five minutes. Oh, Ecoside? Yeah, you're a lifer. I, I assume the DA was a Soros DA. That is where we are right now in the world that Joe Biden has delivered to us. And The failure would be laughable if it was not to stretch the analogy, but like the Studebaker where it was one company just deciding that we're going to make this failed product and they lose a ton of money. We all have a giggle. This is Joe Biden playing with our lives. This is Joe Biden playing with your grandchildren, your great grandchildren's tax dollars right now. And he's doing so to enrich his friends and to keep himself in power. And if they continue to have that power, They're already talking about what they're going to do. So the good news is more and more Americans see it. Even in deep blue states, they see it. And we've got some time to make them continue to see it because we need to change the trajectory we're on as we're standing here today. I've seen the destination here. It's not anywhere you want to be. Ah. That's why I moved to Missouri. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining me this week on Power Punch. As always, if you want to interact with me, say hola. It is Larry at PowerTheFuture.com. I'm sorry. I know that's a long thing, but it's all stuck together in one word. and You're used to emails. Or at Larry Barron's on Twitter. I'll always be happy to hear from you. Always be happy to correspond with you. And I am always happy that you're here listening. In fact, what do you say we do again next week? All your way it falls on me it falls on me. get more power
0: punch with Larry Behrens at newstalkstl.com this is power punch with Larry Behrens for podcast articles and more find us on newstalkstl.com